Today is the 30th day of January. Welcome to the Daily Audio Bible. I'm Brian. It's, it's great to be here with you today. How are you? How, how is your day going? Maybe it's just getting going. Maybe it's at its conclusion, but wherever you may be, however you may be, I pray that your soul is at rest as we gather in our little safe oasis around the global campfire and take the next step forward. We have a showdown in Egypt. That's where we are in the Bible, in the book of Exodus. We've gotten to know Moses. He's now becoming a leader of Israel. God is invading Egypt to set his people free. And he's invading by plagues. And they keep increasing in their intensity. And Pharaoh keeps saying he'll let the people go, but then he changes his mind. So let's pick up the story. Exodus chapter 10, verse 1 through 12, verse 13 today. The Lord said to Moses, Go to Pharaoh, for I have hardened his heart and the heart of his servants in order to display these signs of mine before him, and in order that in the hearing of your son and your grandson you may tell how I made fools of the Egyptians and about my signs that I displayed among them, so that you may know that I am the Lord. So Moses and Aaron came to Pharaoh and told him, This is what the Lord, the God of the Hebrews, has said. How long do you refuse to humble yourself before me? Release my people so that they may serve me. But if you refuse to release my people, I am going to bring locusts into your territory tomorrow. They will cover the surface of the earth so that you will be unable to see the ground. They will eat the remainder of what escapes, what is left over for you from the hail. And they will eat every tree that grows for you from the field. They will fill your houses, the houses of your servants, and all the houses of Egypt, such as neither you, your fathers, nor your grandfathers have seen since they have been in the land until this day. Then Moses turned and went out from Pharaoh. Pharaoh's servants said to him, How long will this man be a menace to us? Release the people so that they may serve the Lord their God. Do you not know that Egypt is destroyed? So Moses and Aaron were brought back to Pharaoh, and he said to them, Go, serve the Lord your God. Exactly who is going with you? Moses said, We will go with our young and our old, with our sons and our daughters, and with our sheep and our cattle we will go, because we are to hold a pilgrim feast for the Lord. He said to them, the Lord will need to be with you if I release you and your descendants. Watch out. Trouble is right in front of you. No. Go, you men only, and serve the Lord, for that is what you want. Then Moses and Aaron were driven out of Pharaoh's presence. The Lord said to Moses, Extend your hand over the land of Egypt for the locusts that they may come up over the land of Egypt and eat everything that grows in the ground, everything that the hail has left. So Moses extended his staff over the land of Egypt, 
And then the Lord brought an east wind on the land all that day and all night. The morning came, and the east wind had brought up the locusts. The locusts went up over all the land of Egypt and settled down in all the territory of Egypt. It was very severe. There had been no locusts like them before, nor will there be such ever again. They covered the surface of all the ground so that the ground became dark with them, and they ate all the vegetation of the ground and all the fruit of the trees that the hail had left. Nothing green remained on the trees or on anything that grew in the fields throughout the whole land of Egypt. Then Pharaoh quickly summoned Moses and Aaron and said, I have sinned against the Lord your God and against you. So now forgive my sin this time only and pray to the Lord your God that he would only take this death away from me. Moses went out from Pharaoh and prayed to the Lord. And the Lord turned a very strong west wind and it picked up the locusts and blew them into the Red Sea. Not one locust remained in all the territory of Egypt. But the Lord hardened Pharaoh's hearts and he did not release the Israelites. The Lord said to Moses, Extend your hand toward heaven so that there may be darkness over the land of Egypt, a darkness so thick it can be felt. So Moses extended his hand toward heaven, and there was absolute darkness throughout the land of Egypt for three days. No one could see another person, and no one could rise from his place for three days. But the Israelites had light in the places where they lived. Then Pharaoh summoned Moses and said, Go! Serve the Lord. Only your flocks and herds will be detained. Even your families may go with you. But Moses said, Will you also provide us with sacrifices and burnt offerings that we may present them to the Lord our God? Our livestock must also go with us. Not a hoof is to be left behind, for we must take these animals to serve the Lord our God. Until we arrive there, we do not know what we must use to serve the Lord. But the Lord hardened Pharaoh's heart, and he was not willing to release them. Pharaoh said to them, Go from me. Watch out for yourself. Do not appear before me again, for when you see my face, you will die. Moses said, As you wish. I will not see your face again. The Lord said to Moses, I will bring one more plague on Pharaoh and on Egypt, and after that he will release you from this place. When he releases you, he will drive you out completely from this place. Instruct the people that each man and each woman is to request from his or her neighbor items of silver and gold. Now the Lord granted the people favor with the Egyptians. Moreover, the man Moses was very great in the land of Egypt respected by Pharaoh's servants and by the Egyptian people. Moses said, This is what the Lord has said. About midnight I will go throughout Egypt, and all the firstborn in the land of Egypt will die, from the firstborn son of Pharaoh who sits on his throne to the firstborn son of the slave girl who is at her hand mill, and all the firstborn of the cattle. There will be a great cry throughout the whole land of Egypt such as there has never been, nor ever will be again. But against any of the Israelites, not even a dog will bark. Against either people or animals, 
so that you may know that the Lord distinguishes between Egypt and Israel. All these your servants will come down to me and bow down to me, saying, Go, you and all the people who follow you, and after that I will go out. Then Moses went out from Pharaoh in great anger. The Lord said to Moses, Pharaoh will not listen to you, so that my wonders may be multiplied in the land of Egypt. So Moses and Aaron did all these wonders before Pharaoh, but the Lord hardened Pharaoh's heart, and he did not release the Israelites from his land. The Lord said to Moses and Aaron in the land of Egypt, This month is to be your beginning of months. It will be your first month of the year. Tell the whole community of Israel, on the tenth day of this month, they each must take a lamb for themselves according to their families, a lamb for each household. If any household is too small for a lamb, the man and his next-door neighbor are to take a lamb according to the number of people. You will make your count for the lamb according to how much each one can eat. Your lamb must be perfect, a male, one-year-old, You may take it from the sheep or from the goats. You must care for it until the 14th day of this month, and then the whole community of Israel will kill it around sundown. They will take some of the blood and put it on the two side posts and top of the door frame of the houses where they will eat it. They will eat the meat the same night. They will eat it roasted over the fire with bread made without yeast and with bitter herbs. Do not eat it raw or boiled in water, but roast it over the fire with its head, its legs, and its entrails. You must leave nothing until morning, but you must burn with fire whatever remains of it until morning. This is how you are to eat it, dressed for travel. Your sandals on your feet and your staff in your hand, you are to eat it in haste. It is the Lord's Passover. I will pass through the land of Egypt in the same night, and I will attack all the firstborn in the land of Egypt, both of humans and of animals, and on all the gods of Egypt I will execute judgment. I am the Lord. The blood will be a sign for you on the houses where you are, so that when I see the blood I will pass over you, and this plague will not fall on you to destroy you when I attack the land of Egypt. Matthew 20, 1-28 For the kingdom of heaven is like a landowner who went out early in the morning to hire workers for his vineyard. And after agreeing with the workers for the standard wage, he sent them into his vineyard. When it was about nine o'clock in the morning, he went out again and saw others standing around in the marketplace without work. He said to them, You go into the vineyard too, and I will give you whatever is right. So they went. When he went out again about noon and three o'clock that afternoon, he did the same thing. At about five o'clock that afternoon, he went out and found others standing around and said to them, Why are you standing here all day without work? They said to him, because no one has hired us. He said to them, you go and work in the vineyard too. When it was evening, the owner of the vineyard said to his manager, call the workers and pay them their wages, 
starting with the last hired until the first. When those hired about five o'clock came, each received a full day's pay. When those hired first came, they thought they would receive more, but each one also received the standard wage. When they received it, they began to complain against the landowner, saying, These last fellows worked one hour, and you've made them equal to us who bore the hardship and burning heat of the day. And the landowner replied to one of them, Friend, I'm not treating you unfairly. Didn't you agree with me to work for the standard wage? Take what is yours and go. I want to give this last man the same as I gave to you. Am I not permitted to do what I want with what belongs to me? Or are you envious because I am generous? So the last will be first and the first last. As Jesus was going up to Jerusalem, he took the twelve aside privately and said to them on the way, Look, we are going up to Jerusalem, and the Son of Man will be handed over to the chief priests and the experts in the law. They will condemn him to death and will turn him over to the Gentiles to be mocked and flogged severely and crucified. Yet on the third day he will be raised. Then the mother of the sons of Zebedee came to him with her sons, and kneeling down, she asked him for a favor. He said to her, What do you want? And she replied, Permit these two sons of mine to sit one at your right hand and one at your left in your kingdom. Jesus answered, You don't know what you're asking. Are you able to drink the cup I am about to drink? They said to him, We are able. He told them, You will drink my cup, but to sit at my right hand and at my left is not mine to give. Rather, it is for those for whom it has been prepared by my Father. Now when the other ten heard this, they were angry with the two brothers. But Jesus called them and said, You know that the rulers of the Gentiles lorded over them, and those in high positions used their authority over them. It must not be this way among you. Instead, whoever wants to be great among you must be your servant, and whoever wants to be first among you must be your slave. Just as the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve and to give his life as a ransom for many. Psalm 25 1 through 15 by David O Lord I come before you in prayer my God I trust in you please do not let me be humiliated do not let my enemies triumphantly rejoice over me certainly none who rely on you will be humiliated those who deal in treachery will be thwarted and humiliated Make me understand your ways, O Lord. Teach me your paths. Guide me into your truth and teach me. For you are the God who delivers me. On you I rely all day long. Remember your compassionate and faithful deeds, O Lord. For you have always acted in this manner. Do not hold against me the sins of my youth or my rebellious acts. Because you are faithful to me. 
Extend to me your favor, O Lord. The Lord is both kind and fair. That is why he teaches sinners the right way to live. May he show the humble what is right. May he teach the humble his way. The Lord always proves faithful and reliable to those who follow the demands of his covenant. For the sake of your reputation, O Lord, forgive my sin because it is great. The Lord shows his faithful followers the way they should live. They experience his favor. Their descendants inherit the land. The Lord's loyal followers receive his guidance and he reveals his covenantal demands to them. I continually look to the Lord for help, for he will free my feet from the enemy's net. Proverbs 6, 6 through 11. Go to the ants, you sluggard. Observe her ways and be wise. It has no commander, overseer, or ruler. Yet it would prepare its food in the summer. It gathered at the harvest what it will eat. How long, you sluggard, will you lie there? When will you rise from your sleep? A little sleep? A little slumber? A little folding of the hands to relax? And your poverty will come like a robber, and your need like an armed man. Okay, so as we're continuing our journey through the book of Exodus, the plagues continue to fall upon the Egyptians today. And after all the... Egypt had endured like this, this moment where we get a little behind the scenes view where Pharaoh's advisors are talking to Pharaoh saying like don't you get it like this last Egypt is destroyed don't you understand but Pharaoh and this is we're really seeing it he's not willing to be humiliated in front of his people his pride is keeping him from seeing that he is being utterly humiliated in front of his people like his pride is destroying his nation. But he thinks he's a more powerful God and he won't humble himself in the face of an overwhelmingly more powerful God of the Hebrews. And so we see the locusts come and swarms and destroy everything that the hail had not destroyed. And we're told that there's no like there's not even a single leaf left on the trees. So I guess that looks kind of like what it looks like for me when I look outside my window since all the leaves are gone from the trees and it's wintertime, but it's a little different than if a plague came through during a fertile season and just destroyed everything. That would be a remarkable sight, to say the least. So Pharaoh humbles himself and uh, the plague's removed, and then Pharaoh hardens his heart again. And we can be like, why does God keep hardening his heart? But you just got to think about this. Let's pretend that you, um, you are in control of something. I don't know. Your car. You own it. Outright. That's yours. It's your possession. Your car. It's your car. And somebody's like, yeah, but I need that to be my car for my family. This is what God wants. And it's a brand new car, right? So 
Maybe you're willing to kind of pray about that. But as this person comes to you day after day saying, give me your car, you might find your heart is hardened. We're watching a confrontation happen. It's on a macro scale, right? It's on a national level, but we're watching a confrontation happen that boils down to pride will destroy everything around you and you won't be able to see that you're being destroyed because of your pride. So we see then a plague of darkness fall on the land and Pharaoh's negotiating, like, who can leave, who can stay, like, like, okay, you can go, I'll kind of obey the Lord, but who can go? And he gets mad and he then tells them, like, you, you're never going to see me again. If you see my face again, it will be the day you die. And it's a big showdown. And Moses is like, no problem. That's, that's fine. I'll never see your face again. And that's kind of where we're at. It's, uh, it's going to get really serious. And the children of Israel are going to get free because God is not going to leave them in slavery. But we'll continue that as we go forward. And then in the Gospel of Matthew, Jesus is laying out the message of the kingdom of heaven, how this kingdom of God works and the postures that we have to, to, to kind of have on board in our hearts to even be able to see it because it's here and it's happening. So to be even able, able to see it and observe it. And so he tells his disciples today, whoever wants to be a leader among you must be your servant. And whoever wants to be first among you must become your slave because even, even I didn't come to be served. I came to serve others and to give my life as a ransom. That is absolutely out of sync with a person like Pharaoh, for example. And yet that may be quite out of sync with us. And so who do we look more like as we're taking this journey through this day? Because these postures of pride and arrogance that can burn everything down around us and we can't even see it, this can happen, this can happen easy. And Jesus, as we see, is going to look behind the surface of what we are presenting to what is true. So a posture of humility, of open hands, of the willingness to be a servant and that that is the most important position in the kingdom of heaven. It's very, very different than the cultures we live in where in every conceivable way we're, we're basically taught to be selfish and self-absorbed and self-focused and self-insulated and self-protective. It's just that doesn't... That's not how God's kingdom works, according to Jesus. And so may we consider our own postures as we consider what Jesus is teaching us. And so Jesus, we love you and we invite you into that, the posture of our heart. That is a continual challenge for us. That is what the Bible continually brings to the surface for us. What 
is the motive for what we are doing? What is the motive for what we are saying? What's really going on beneath the surface? So we open our hearts to you, Holy Spirit, invite you to come and lead us into all truth as we search for these things, as we look below the surface. We pray this in the name of Jesus. Amen. DailyAudioBible.com That's home base. It's the website. It's where you find out what's going on around here. And so check it out. Check out the Daily Audio Bible shop while you're checking things out. There are resources there in a number of different categories, whether that be journals to write in and things to write with or the music for contemplation and prayer or the promised land films to kind of take a view into so many of the places that still exist today that are so pivotal and and even monumental in the scriptures or the promised land coffee table book that just kind of put that on your coffee table and you can kind of thumb through and see many of these places that we're reading about and that we encounter as we go through the scriptures Lots of resources available for the journey we are on, and they can be found in the Daily Audio Bible shop, either on the web or in the Daily Audio Bible app. If you want to partner with the Daily Audio Bible, thank you beyond words with all open-handed humility. Thank you deeply for your partnership. We can't be here if, if we're not if we're not a global campfire, if we're not here together. And so thank you. There is a link on the homepage at dailyaudiobible.com. If you're using the app, you can press the give button in the upper right-hand corner. Or the mailing address is P.O. Box 1996, Spring Hill, Tennessee, 37174. And as always, if you have a prayer request or encouragement, you can hit the hotline button in the app. That's the little red button up at the top. Or you can dial 877-942-4253. And that's it for today. I'm Brian. I love you. And I'll be waiting for you here. Tomorrow. My neighbors, it's Lisa the Encourager wanted to call and pray for Priscilla. She had called in about a friend, Zoe, considering an abortion. We want to pray over that and pray that um, God will intervene in her life and convict her not to terminate that pregnancy. And also I want to pray for Cutie. She called in for her daughter, Hannah, who has a metabolic syndrome and some health issues. So I want to pray for Hannah in Florida. And I'm also uh, thankful to Colleen for um, her good news about um, not having cancer. And I'm just thankful to God for that praise. Dear Heavenly Father God, I pray for Zoe, Lord. I pray that you will uh, reveal yourself to her, Lord, and help her to change her mind about wanting to have an abortion, Lord. Whatever has brought her there in that moment, Lord, we pray that you will convict her heart send angels on this earth to help her to make 
um, wiser decisions and give her help, help that she needs, dear Heavenly Father. God, I pray for Hannah in Florida that has a metabolic syndrome and has some health issues, God. I pray, Lord Jesus, that she'll be able to change um, the trajectory of her life and make really good, healthy choices uh, for everything that she involves herself with and to uh, that you will bless her immensely, Lord, with this battle, Lord, and that you will um, help her be able to overcome whatever it is that um, brings this to her life. And I pray that you'll bring doctors to help her and um, that the doctors will have the right answers to make this not such a difficult situation and a health issue, Lord. I pray all these things in your precious name. Amen. Hello, DAV. This is Kristen, a.k.a. Christ to me. And I'm calling in uh, today to um, speak to Trajan and to pray for him. Um, I just wanted you to know, Trajan, that we are so excited to have you here. We love to hear you pray. We love to hear, um, you know, what you're learning from from uh, the DAB, from the Bible, what the Lord is speaking to you. Um, but God's got something awesome for you. You are going to be helping many people. Just stay on that path, Trajan. Just keep moving forward with the Lord. Lord, we just lift up praise on to you. We just thank you for this beautiful man and um, what he is doing. Um, Lord, we just pray that you would wrap him in your wings, that you would protect him. You would um, help him to just keep on a steady path uh, and that you would just use him in a mighty way for your, for your kingdom. And we just thank you in advance, Lord. We love you, Lord. And we love Trajan. Amen. Hello, DAB family. This is first time calling. Um, I just ask for prayers for my marriage, my wife of 12 years isn't sure if she wants to continue our marriage says that she doesn't love me anymore um, and that it's hard to hear we have three kids and I'm just praying that God will touch her heart and that she will have peace about staying and continuing our marriage praying for reconciliation restoration and healing <laughs> I know God can do miracles right now it's, it's just it's hard to have hope so please pray for us thank you Hi, my dear family, it's Susan from Canada God's yellow flower calling and I just want to um say something that might sound a little weird but um i hope i make it clear um you know i was um 27 when my first husband died of a rare condition and uh, i raised up my kids on my own they were just toddlers at the time i raised up my kids on my own and worked very hard um i was a nurse and um god provided 
throughout the whole time. And I was able to save some money, put my kids through university and, and all the rest. And um, then I married again and he died of another rare condition. So um, here I am retired and now I'm looking after my son who has stage four cancer. I also have very low eyesight, just a little bit. Um, so, you know, sometimes I want to think that, um, God, I didn't sign up for this, you know, and I think that's typical of a lot of caregivers, like, like this wasn't the way I planned it, but I choose to look at it as a privilege. Um, God has entrusted me with um, these issues and uh, knowing that my faith is strong to um, to handle it with him by my side and that is a privilege that is a privilege and even though things don't go the way I want them to go I trust in God and his will for my life that it's the best possible thing so um, yeah I just pray for all the caregivers Lord that you would provide the strength and the courage and the ability to um, do what you want us to do each and every day. In Jesus' name, I pray. Amen.